So welcome everybody. Oh, wait. I, I told you I was oh. gonna lead us in. Right, but it starts with a welcome. Like I have to do the intro. They know what they clicked. We've been doing this <laughs> podcast for two and a half years. And for the last year, you and I have been trading off episodes. And yet you still were doing an intro. That's true. All right, uh, do the intro, Mike. I'm into Stacey, I think. No, 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 oh, no. no, no. Right, here, here, I'll even do the intro for you. Welcome, everybody. All right, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. Ahem. Welcome, everybody, to the We Hate Anime Podcast, the only anime podcast that will uh, watch the live-action Cowboy Bebop show and have something positive to say about it. No. I'm your host, Big Mike. Uh, joining me this week is uh, Tidoo Well, uh, live-action Bebop drives me to drink, so here's to it. And uh, <coughs> my my good friend, uh, back sooner than we expected uh mothman yeah just so you guys know my dad died like that that's why i went away and it turns out that i'm a sociopath and i don't grieve for as long as i thought i was supposed to so i'm back and you, you grieved at uh, all on, that's something on that <laughs> note i want to i want to just reach out to you all no uh i want to thank our patrons on on the on the note that moth's dad is dead and he doesn't care <laughs> It's not that uh, I don't care. It's like, I, I, I think I, I have this warped perspective that it's supposed to be like a Hollywood movie where I like grieve until I go on like a finding myself journey where I ride a hot air balloon into the sunset with like some Manny Pixic dream girl. And then I push her off the balloon and drive straight into Niagara Falls with it. But, yeah, unfortunately, we're, we're all working class here. We can't afford that. So yeah. just get sad for a week and then you have to move on. I need to talk to the Hallmark Channel and see if I can get this into a movie. If you would like to support us on uh, in any way possible, you can go to patreon.com slash wehateanime. For as little as $1 a month, you can help make this show happen. Uh, our current patrons uh, are Vinegar Raw. Uh, Vinegar Raw? Vinegar Raw? Wait, is it Vinegar Raw? Vinegar Raw. I've been saying Vinegar Raw. Why are you a Pokemon fanatic? <laughs> You know, this is a uh, Digimon podcast, right? I have not bought the new Pokemon game, so... Uh, Why is I'm this an Angel Anaconda podcast? I refuse. <laughs> Vin- Vinegar, Vinegar Raw, Anil Kadnakuda, uh, Kev Online, shout out to the boy. The boy? Catarasic. Uh, should, uh, should we Should we have uh, Kevin Online for me? the Euphoria episode? That's a Polish name, or rather a nickname. Wait, 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 wait! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I got, I got sidetracked by someone saying, uh, someone correcting me and saying something smart, and then someone <laughs> saying something horrible. So, so w- one at a time. We'll start. What was the horrible thing you just said, Mom? I think we should have Kevin online for the Euphoria episode. All right, I'm glad that I, I'm hearing you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Uh, I'm now going to forget you ever said that. Tidowitu, what was that again? Uh, the the name is pronounced Kwadracik. It means little square in Polish. I know that guy. I didn't know he, it was him when you read out the name before. But then he commented on one episode and was like, oh shit, it's you. Okay, I need to correct my <laughs> next time. Quadrassic, gotcha. Uh, it makes sense considering uh, his profile pictures are always three squares that look vaguely like a face. Yep. And I want to shout out our current most important patron. Gachi, the Chadishus Thundercock. Uh, they have now learned that they can change their name on Patreon to make me say funny things. Yeah, I had to be uh, very careful. He asked me, he's like, Moth, will this work? And I'm like, please don't do this. 
<laughs> okay. If, how, how many slurs were there? Listen, listen, Gachi. I'm, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you right now. If you say some fuck shit, I'm just gonna say Gachi. <laughs> So if it becomes too much for me, I'm, I, you're, you'll know because I'm just gonna say "gachi." Can you can you can you say it with the right inflection though? Because "gachi" kind of sounds like you're some Midwestern mom explaining like a type of potato salad. Gachi. It's gachi. Uh, gachi. It's gachi moochie. Gachi. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you. So I, I, uh, I, I got you, big smart, big guy. It's a smart film. <laughs> hey, yeah, and Gachi. The reason why he's so important is that he is our twenty-five dollar producer patron, uh, and uh, without him, uh, we probably couldn't pay for the episode every month. So thank you so much, Gachi. Yes, you're single-handedly funding this fever dream. Yep. Hell yeah. Shame on you. <laughs> and and with that, uh, how, how's everyone doing? pretty good um you know i i came to a conclusion i want to say like two nights ago uh the best thing that can ever happen to like a, an edgy rapper is having daughters <laughs> um okay what did eminem do this time no no no, no. like because because <laughs> eminem started with daughters like you, you can't put them on on pulpit that being said though uh he's been floundering since the marshall mathers lp2 like it was good it wasn't great and then he did like a bunch of like anti-Trump stuff that pretty much everybody immediately forgot about. And then he did like some yep. random kamikaze album that everyone's like, man, I'm so glad he's still making music. And that somehow made him angrier. <laughs> um, but he actually, he released Songs to be Murdered by, which I was mostly okay with, wasn't anything great. And then he did Songs to be Mur Murdered by, like B-Tracks. And those B-Tracks are better than like anything he's put out in five, six years. Mm, but be like that. But I, I'm saying that because... Um, Insane Clown Posse has families. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yes, I, we are aware uh, that one of them bought a force to his daughter, and they're generally pretty cool guys from what I've heard. Yeah, well, yeah. if you think about it, like, if you actually go back and you listen to their older music, like the Great Malenko, and, wow, it's weird saying Great Malenko, because you have, like, the weird album they did that was their area code in California. But despite being highly vulgar, their message has always kind of been like, have consensual sex, beat up fathers, murder drug dealers. Like, I mean, yeah, like I, I grew up in the South in an urban environment, which means uh, a lot of white people listening to uh, whatever hip hop they could stomach. And if it wasn't by a uh, black person, they loved it. So like a lot of ICP fans from where I'm from. I grew uh, up in so Poland. So for most of my life, I just thought that fucking minus how do they work is a meme. And then five years later, I learned it's a band. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, it, it always cracks me up that they're like, oh man, I can't handle rap because it's garbage. When like the original like Easy E, uh, Snoop Dogg, and Tupac, like they are probably more well-read human beings. I mean, Tupac's in the grave now, but he was probably a more well-read human being than probably most of the people who are like, I can't handle the black rappers. I mean, yeah, and, it's uh, Ryan Poetry. Well, no, he was he was a, he was a drama kid. Yeah, and Snoop Snoop Dogg read Naruto, so you know he knows what's up. <laughs> but uh, I, they they released a new album, uh, Insane Clown Posse. I don't have it pulled up right now, and I totally spaced what's called. It's called like Yum Yum's Poison or something. Uh, I'm sure it's atrocious. No, yes. no. Here's the thing: it's super mellow. Like I think their daughters went to college or something, and they realized that they're like kind of old now, and they're like, "Hey, let's just make something more mellow and fun." 
And that came in no. like that came in the same day Limp Biscuit released an album. Both of them dropped October thirty first albums. Maybe if Marilyn Manson got a kid, he would stop embarrassing himself and make an actually good album. <laughs> but like, but like, Limp Biscuit drops an album uh, October thirty first. Insane Clown Posse drops an album October thirty first, and Halo Infinite comes out a week later. <laughs> And so I've had such whiplash for the last two weeks thinking I'm in 2001. It's not even funny. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> it feels weird. Because, uh, like, I've had big changes lately, too. And, uh, like, obviously, I've talked about them on the last episode. I moved across the country. And, like, <laughs> Infinite coming out when it did was like, uh, hey... Uh, we know you're going through a stressful time right now. How would you like to play uh, your your uh, the game you played when you were 13? <laughs> Man, I, I, I'm just going to do this right now uh, because I played Halo CE back in the day. But if you were on Soldiers of Christ's team, I hate every single one of you and I'm coming after you. I will be under your bed tonight while you sleep. Sorry, uh, um, Soldiers of Christ was a huge like Halo CE on PC. That was like the biggest probably community clan out there. And uh, they kept banning me from their servers because every time I died, I typed damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I, oh, I gotta admit, now I ju- ju- just want to say, uh, I just mentioned Marilyn Manson. I am drinking. It is like I'm a 13. So yeah, I guess you, you guys are on point. Something's happening right now in the mi- metasphere. I, I honestly think we're about to have a great reset. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I, I fucking cold now. My life got a lot better in the last few months. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's not that's not the the only the only great reset I'm gonna do is on this podcast when I start over. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! You're just gonna take frog and titty and leave the rest of us behind? <laughs> yes. Just Photoshop my face over Moff's icon. In the, in the it's going to be you and Egg and Doku are all just going to have to sit in the closet and think about everything you've ever done. <laughs> by, by the way, I'm going to out uh, Titty right now while I can. I, I'm going to out yeah. him. So, He's gay. No, no so, so Titty is the most neurodivergent one on the podcast. Because uh, <laughs> he never shuts up about Valhalla... Uh, Library of Runa, Lobotomy Corpse, all that stuff. And he, he always like walks around, swings around big dick. Like I love Dune. I'm just like Moth. I, I like all these esoteric things. I, moth, Moth, Moth. You have touted the line that we're clones for some time now. I'm going to break your heart. I'm allergic to milk. <laughs> How are you alive in Poland? I don't know. I like, I almost fucking died when I was four because I ate a piece of chocolate and it gave me a fucking lung infection. <laughs> But but I I I, I, I got to out Titty here for a sec, guys. Uh, he has never played. I have no mouth and I must scream. Yeah, that's true. Never played. Never read. So th- this is this is big old esoteric. I'm so much smarter than you because I'm a lefty Polish, <laughs> and he has never once read or played. I have no mouth and I must scream. Let's make something perfectly clear. I'm not smarter than anyone. <laughs> No, you're you're just uh, you just have a bigger cock. To yeah, be fair, true. you have to have a very high IQ to appreciate the intricacies of Valhalla. Yes, that that is that is unironically correct. That is not correct. <laughs> you just click the buttons until you get the ending you want. I mean, it has no big brain interaction, but it has big brain appreciation. It's like an art gallery. There's no big brain appreciations to it. You just watch waifus I, drink I, and have softcore lesbian sex. I, 
<laughs> I mean, actually, like there, there is like a perfect ending that's actually kind of hard to get unless you know what you're doing. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Don't buy the Wi-Fi deal, though. That's the lesson of the game. You just, you just buy, make everybody mimosa, and you get the good ending. A Valhalla is a good video game. It is not. It's not a video game. It's it's like, you know when you had those books when you were a kid where you press the button and it's like, the cow goes moo. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm Polish. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, uh, the, the cow goes clafafaf. <laughs> <laughs> the cow would go moo if anyone in your village could afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Here on the We Hate Anime podcast, we make fun of uh, people in lower classes. No, we That's make fun dark. of people from Poland and France. That's what I said. <laughs> I mean, hey, a lot of Polish artists emigrated to France when we didn't have a country. So there's, you know, some connection there. That's true. <laughs> so uh, are we going to talk about it? Are we just going to are we gonna address the elephant in the room, Mike? Uh, d- do not refer to me as an elephant in the room, okay? No, I'm about losing weight. <laughs> Uh, I can now wash my balls without, uh, like needing other people's help. But now you get other people's help. Yeah, I do. Yeah, high five, baby. (laughs) Uh, I, I, I have sex, lots of sex. Wonderful. Um, Baby, if you want to get to those balls first, you gotta wash them. (laughs) You gotta get my Terry folds. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, Tid. How, how did you know? How did you know what I say to Nicole when when I want her to worship? I am Polish. Mm-hmm. I have psychic powers. There we go. So we here Speaking at of the Tower of Power podcast. <laughs> the Tower of Power. No, I don't like that. There's there's <laughs> something there's something nefarious about that Navy convention. Uh, Tid, uh, what what have you been up to? Uh well, ever since I last, was last on a podcast. Let's see. I watched all of Black Lagoon, which, spoiler alert, I like more than Cowboy Bebop in the genre of a lot of bad people with guns. It's great. It's a fantastic series. Shame that it's on a forever hiatus like Berserk, but the outro is still alive. Uh, I have recently released a video on the new upcoming Project Moon game, uh, which is uh, Limbus Company, because it has a shitload of literary references just in the trailers. And, like... Five days after I dropped it, they released the gameplay uh, trailer and uh, information <laughs> on the main site. So now it broke like 10k views in one week. And Let's I, go! I will soon fucking overtake this channel when it comes to subs. And that is goodbye, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's when we come on your show. <laughs> well, uh, as for me, I'm actually also working on YouTube videos. I've decided that... Oh, nice. uh, I will never actually be a good hobby painter in my life, so I'm giving up hobby painting. And uh, I'm just, I, I got two videos in the pipeline right now. One, I just want to get banned from the CCP as hard as possible. Wait, is it CCP or is it CCCP? Are you talking about the the China Communist Party? Yes, that's CCP. Yeah, yeah. CCCP. I just yeah. triple triple CP is the Russian name for the Soviet Union. That's a bit outdated. I don't think they have YouTube. No, that's true. I just I'm doing a video where it compares the Chinese in Age of Empires two to the Chinese in Age of Empires four, and uh, how just like everything, it gets worse with time. <laughs> they took my Choco News away. Uh, 
So I generally pay, play like chaotic good. And Wenduag mm. makes that impossible. Because I can't turn my back on this stupid character without her, like, killing half of my army. <laughs> and it's like, at some point, you really need to just cut your losses and have her executed. But I just can't seem to bring myself to do it. Because her that, damn that, crit attacks do so much for my team. That, that, that's what high critical rate pussy does to man. Well, she's a spider cat. <laughs> like, what am I going to do about that? I like sure. literally every time I go back into town, it's like, hey, when do I got drunk and killed like three guardsmen again? I'm like, great. Yeah. For full context of everyone, uh, like Mike and people in the audience, Pathfinder Kingmaker is a CCRPG adaptation of the Pathfinder tabletop system, which is basically DD third edition after DD made its fourth edition. People decided, decided, you know what? That sucks. We want the same thing again. Okay, that's I, I, that sounds interesting, actually. I, I do have a question, though. Um, I know WRPG stands for Western RPG. JRPG stands for Statutory Rape RPG. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What does CRPG stand for? Computer RPG. It's all, all of these names are dumb, but it's just... If it has isometric perspective and it tries to adapt something from the tabletop, I call it a CRPG, just by force of habit. For some reason, in my mind, I thought that... Um, what is... It Planescape Torment... Uh, so, so the logic in my mind up to this point, because like WRPG stands for Western, JRPG stands for Japanese. Uh, I kind of just in my mind have assumed that uh, Planetscape Torment was made by a bunch of Czechoslovakians, and so CRPG <laughs> just stands for Czech RPG. Ah, <laughs> uh, he has the most famous Czechoslovakian person, Chris Avaloni. I mean, in most defense, Planescape Torment has has a big uh, suffering Russian vibe to it. Exactly. Yeah, it's Planescape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what Planescape reminds me of, though? Um, you know, we, we uh, it reminds me of the Magicka, if you guys have ever read that, that, that book yeah. series. Oh, no, I play you know, the games. <laughs> wait, a Magicka has games? Uh, just Magicka, I think I discard you there. Oh, no, Magicka is a book series about, like, stacking planes of existence on top of each other and people making money by going into your plane of existence and causing problems man that sounds pretty based yeah that, that sounds awesome it was it was uh i think it was written by bram stoker i'd have to look <laughs> wait what the guy that brought Dracula? I, uh i don't think that's a probably accurate wait, wait who's who's the guy who directed hellraiser uh uh, I almost said John Carmack. <laughs> no, John Carpenter didn't write it. It was it was Bram Stoker no, no, then, or Tom jo Tom Barker. I don't know. Whatever. Who? Uh, the, wait, wait. The, the the guy who also made the bad game Jericho. I think. Yeah, yeah, Jericho. Barker. The guy who did Jericho did this book. Yeah, Tom Barker. Okay, yeah, it was Tom Barker. No, no, but Tom Barker Thanks. had a really good survival horror game that came out on PC in like 2002. Uh, yeah, but that, that that was after Jericho. I don't remember the. No, 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 no. I, Jericho was 2006. This was like Undying in 2002 or something. Oh shit! Yeah, it was oh, like never mind. Then. Clive Barker. No, it's Clive Barker's Undying. There we go. Clive, Clive Barker wrote a Magica. There we go. We've done there, it. There, there we go. One single brain cell finally uh, connected. <laughs> for Six degrees to Clive Barker. Sorry, Clive. Uh, <laughs> you know, speak. Speaking of Planescape you know, Torment, you know what's like, like, like Planescape Torment. My wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to dip into Cowboy Bebop at that point. You had the opportunity. <laughs> no, Cowboy Bebop isn't that bad. Here's Actually, you know what? I will agree with you. This Cowboy Bebop live action show is so 4 out of 10, it's not even good enough to say it's so bad it's good. Yeah. So I, I do, I do want to say, uh, going into this, 
we watched um we watched the movie because this is just gonna be about the movie yeah and then uh <laughs> something happened where where moth was like i'm gonna watch my least favorite episode of the anime adapted into a tv show and i was like live action's out i'm gonna watch some of it and then i watched the movie and like i i there's not that much to say about it yeah it's not bad it's just like, like too the, long the issue with the movie is like some of the most iconic scenes in the series like the uh, entire opening scene or, or, I the woman janitor scene. or janitor scene or the fight in the train like 10 out of 10 scenes they're in that movie there's like an hour of other stuff in between that everybody forgets no uh so i have said since the beginning of this podcast and you can quote me on this Anime movies always run for two hours and only have about an hour and ten minutes worth of content. Yeah, and it's no, I'm. I, there are a lot of really, re- like there are a lot of really good anime films. We've we've made episodes on some. Redline as an exception is not the rule, but like, I can honestly say like a silent voice and Redline are probably the only exceptions to the rules that I can think of. No, I, I think that's too broad stars because when I said the yeah, other, I meant like movies for something that is already a series that always tries to do because people are used to writing episodes the dragon ball super movies are good though like start to finish they're amazing same thing with mugen train from demon slayer well mm. okay mugen train is just a continuation it's not like a yeah it's, it's not like it, its own thing but both of these are like adaptations of mangas i think yeah, no it's it's um i'm trying to remember the best example of this i think it's like i think it's called let's go to the space show is what it's called or something and it's about it's about two hours long, and the first fifty minutes are such an amazing like a uh, little Nemo adventure fun time, and then you're left having to watch another hour of kids just like muck around and suck at their jobs. Like it, it I know what he's talking about. I've watched that movie. That movie's a pretty good movie. Uh, like, but it, it's 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 just it's about it's about kids like experiencing like. A whimsical adventure on summer vacation. Yeah, uh, I can I can relate to being bad at the job. So yeah, but yeah, but the first fifty minutes are good, and then after that, you're like, why am I still watching this? This is going on forever, and nothing is happening. No, I, I was entertained throughout the whole thing. You just have bad brain. That this is what happened with the Cowboy Bebop movie. After the train, you could have skipped straight to Halloween, and we would have missed nothing. Uh, I would argue that. If I went into Cowboy Bebop, this movie, and I had like the footage without the music attached to it, I could trim this down to maybe 40 minutes. Easy. I, I Can we also talk about the soundtrack real quick? What the hell was that soundtrack? Amazing is what it was. It's just randomly like country songs about digging holes. Like they, I, I appreciated how they introduced Faye with her own little song about, I'm a bad girl. And then just, now I'm digging holes out of nowhere. Yeah, gotta dig for an adult. No, it's just post digger. That's what the song was. <laughs> I think that's literally what the song is called. It's like post digger. No, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But like, Bebop always had like a white shot of music, very shotgun white, and I always liked it. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I think the 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 pieces with lyrics in the movie are like weird and kind of out of place. But I don't think they're really bad. They're just uh, a relic of a two thousand and one anime film. <laughs> I will say, um, I just it, it's it's if it's an hour and ten minute movie that went on for two hours. That's it. That's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, yeah, no, there there wasn't a, there there was there's not enough content in it. 
Like, don't get me wrong. The content that is good in it, like, 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 uh, fucking, uh, anything like Ed did. did said, uh, yeah, no, the, the content in it that was good was really great. And it's so iconic that people assume it's part of the TV show. Yeah. You know, fun like, f- like fun fact. I the reason you bring that up. I did watch a good movie last night as well. Uh, I watched Evangelion one point one one. Oh, based. Oh. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that is the most obnoxious naming scheme I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like mostly because it was like one zero, and then they added since they released it, released it as one point one one, and then it just kept going. Well, and that was the thing. It was like one point one one, two point two two, three point three three. Okay, the fourth one's coming out. Is it going to be called? 4.44? Oh no, it's 3.0 plus 1.0. Because, you know, whatever, Makarai, the guy responsible for this, just... Look- yeah, Ma- Makarai, the famous writer of Evangelion, Makarai. <laughs> yes, he, he looked over Love at what writer. Kingdom Hearts was doing and is like, you know, these guys are onto something. And so it's I, 3.0 plus 1.0. I want to give it the benefit of the doubt and just say that... Uh, it's a positive ending for the series, and he did not have that to be called Evangelion Death in Japanese, <laughs> or even Death Point Death Death. But uh, but back to it. Um, a lot of sequences I had seen from Evangelion actually weren't from the show prior to me watching the show. It, it, they were from the movies, mm. and so uh, s- I I don't know if that's um, necessarily like what what scene are you thinking of in particular? Because the first movie is just an ad- a straight adaptation. Of, like, the first, like, five or so episodes of the anime. Right. Uh, I'm thinking about the scene where, like, Ray's on the table. Or, like, any of the uh, scenes where, she, like, where, where they're like, okay, if you're not going to pilot the Evo, we're going to make Ray do it. She's, like, beaten up. Yeah, that's in the, the anime. Yeah, yeah. But the way, like, the actual scene I saw from the movie. So when I was watching okay. the anime, I was like, wow, why does this look so, like, low fidelity? So th- that's what I mean, yeah. Mike. I, I am glad that you like that one because uh, uh, depending on how you uh, depending on how you view the rebuild movies, uh, the first one is either the worst or like the second best one. No, I actually so oh. far it, it was very weak. Um, if I didn't appreciate Evangelion, I would have hated this movie mm. because oh, they yeah. they spend the service. I would say they spend zero time actually focusing on what's going on in Shinji's head or like what's actually happening. They just well uh, good. Some good news for you then, because the next three movies, all original material. Good. Uh, Like, uh, the very first thing that happens in the second movie is a new, different angel fight. Nice. That's sad, because my favorite angel fight in the series is when they have to, like, play DDR together. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. So that is a really good one. I do, I do, I do like that. But the, but this is only this us talking about the rebuild movies is a testament to how, how much we, we have don't to want to say talk about Cowboy about Bebop. knocking on heaven's door. <laughs> Not I like knocking on heaven's door. If you're a super big Bebop fan, you've already seen it. But if you haven't, watch it, or, or just watch like the fight scenes and, or the opening scene. The opening scene of this movie is is one of the best pieces of Bebop. Oh like, yeah, no, when I, they when they rob the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a great scene. Like with Akira, uh, watch this movie through an AMV, and that's the perfect <laughs> way to ingest it. This is the most mo- this is the most moth opinion I've ever heard from you. No, no, I gotta Skip I gotta Akira agree with him. Watch an AMV. <laughs> well, like Akira is the t- Akira is the type of movie that you show to a animation one hundred and one class, and then you never have to watch it again. 
Mm. Like it's uh, a beautiful movie. Uh, it's like one of the finest pieces of animation ever created. I don't like it as a movie. <laughs> yeah, but it's no Steven Universe movie. Uh, I think um, like, I think Akira is like pretty great, uh, it, but it should only be like the thing about Akira is that it's only good as a companion piece if you're already reading the manga because the manga yeah. has just more context to what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I'm gonna reiterate myself, but that was on a Polish podcast, so never mind that. Uh, but uh, it's been, the the Akira movie was actually directed by the mangaka and making it made him realize what he needs to do for the finale and the manga was still unfinished when he made the movie so it's a very specific piece of art like that, that movie is an adaptation of like one story halfway through the entire manga yeah so like there's so much more context to go goes into Akira than just what's in that movie so I, I i think i actually have a good way to describe the cowboy bebop movie and you're gonna have to stick with me on this one so when it's a you, very cool Omineko reference. Go on. When you make a movie that doesn't continue the story, because we're going to take Demon Slayer, and Demon Slayer Mugen Train was a continuation of the story, you actually need to see the movie. A lot yep. of time, anime movies... You, okay, uh, I do want to say, you actually don't. They did the Dragon Ball thing, where they decided to just re like readapt the bits of that movie for the current arc of the anime. Is the anime is going right now, by the way? I believe so, yes. Whoops. I mean, the, you, you just watch the movie and skip those episodes then because fucking movie budget. What are we doing here? Yeah, exactly. We, we still need to do We still need to do an episode of that movie because I haven't watched it yet. It's really, it's really good. good. It's good. Um, but, but so you have an option. You can continue the story or you can do what Bebop does and uh, kind of what the Dragon Ball movies used to do and City Hunter movie. There you go. Gotcha. I called out City Hunter again. Where you're like, I'm not going to make any new content. I'm not going to continue the plot. I'm going to make a hour and a half long episode of the show for fans to enjoy. And I think that's the route they went with the Cowboy Bebop movie. It is. But once again, after 50 minutes, I was like, okay, as a fan, I'm happy. I'm good. I've seen everything I need to see. This is a fan movie. This is good. Oh, it's still going. Oh, no. Yeah. like it's the... Golden butterflies were cool. Honestly, it, it definitely has the feeling of a bunch of people who wrote on the anime were were tasked with making, uh, stretching out a story idea for an entire like movie. Yeah, no, it was a twenty minute episode stretched out to an hour and a half. Uh, and, and it sucks because like what what story is there is is like I think it's one of the better. If this was just an episode or a two part episode, it would be one of the better Bebop stories. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I will say, though, um, I, I, I will say, looking at this, though, because I've always felt that Cowboy Bebop was a very Breaking Bad anime. <laughs> no, no, but like, but like, there have been entire episodes of Breaking Bad where nothing gets accomplished. There's the famous episode of Breaking Bad where they're literally just trying to catch a fly in their yeah, meth one lab. of the best episodes in the series. Right, and Cowboy Bebop did that multiple times, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, my That's true. My all-time favorite episode of Cowboy Bebop, Toys in the Attic, does that, where they're just sitting on the ship, running from a like a freaking crab lobster, uh, something that snuck out of the fridge and is like attacking them. And at the end, Ed eats it, and nothing gets accomplished in that entire episode. It's not relevant to anything. You don't really learn anything about the characters. You just watch them do stuff for twenty minutes straight. Yeah, it's like putting the characters in a situation that haven't been seen in before, a, character, a horror scenario, and just rolling with that, and it's really cool. 
And having yeah. the audacity to do that um, blows my mind. Like, it, you know, like the fact that not just a show did that, but an anime did that, where they have to pay for every second of animation, that blows my mind. Well, you know, like, like why it was like that. The, the main theme of the show are the main characters who are all running from their paths, their pasts, I should say. So, like, there's a lot of things that are just distractions in the show because they don't want to confront the things that they're trying to get away from. Yeah. It's cool. It's thematic. And speaking of distancing yourself from the past, uh, the live action. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say that's a perfect fucking segue because I only watched the episode eight at Moth's recommendation. Fuck you. Uh, about the uh, Pierre Lafour episode adaptation. And like in the first fucking two minutes, it commits the most cardinal sin they could with a Bebop adaptation in that everything is connected to Spike in some way. Oh, the assassin was sent by Vicious and Ayn was actually one of the dogs in the laboratory. And like, it makes the world so much smaller and it fucking sucks. Yeah, it's it's, uh, on top of that, they're Kubrick staring every character multiple times that episode. Not, not even just that, but like every fucking shot in the episode is like at a 15 a degree 30 angle. degree tilt, something. Yeah, for no fucking reason. Like, it's the same perspective, and in one shot it's tilted to the left, and then it's tilted to the right. And I'm not even fucking sure if is something happening to the ship. Is it wobbling forward and back? What the fuck is happening here? Well, yeah, yeah, no. The, the, the angles are so Dutch, they paid for half of your Netflix subscription. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say, though, is it just me or making Vicious a front and center character rather than an ominous shadow in the background? It's so bad. Robs from who Vicious is. It does. Like, they've made Vicious this Comic weird, relief? Yeah, no. Vicious is supposed to, like, Vicious is supposed to be menacing. You're not supposed to... When you see Vicious, things are happening and you don't want them to happen. Yeah, if you see Vicious fights all shit, something is going down. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Like, like they're they're treating vicious like he's like he's just the villain when instead he's 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 more like a force of nature. Uh, I you know who he is. You know who he is though. I I can tell you exactly who he is. He's a Gene Baptist from the Fifth Element. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he totally yeah. has that same energy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Now, now, now I feel like when Mike said that he's a force of nature, my joke about him being a cuck elemental is gonna fall flat, but I'm still gonna say it. <laughs> no, but that's 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 the uh that's the thing, is he's uh he is literally Gene from the fifth element. Yeah, no. Like the 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 show frames him in such a way that he feels like it it's like he is being competent, he is doing competent things. But anytime the camera is on him, he looks like an incompetent buffoon. Yeah, he looks yeah. like a crackhead. He's like, honestly, like, hey, man, you got a dollar? It's, also, like, it's upsetting. Uh, speaking of upsetting us on characters, what, how they introduce uh, that clown, Pierre Pierre. Oh, my gosh. Like, he is just... Okay, they want to give him some more background, like he, he's this bioweapon that was just only hidden to the episode in anime. Fine, but he is speaking way too lucidly when he is introduced. Like, he's actually coherent. Like, what the fuck are you doing? No, I, I will say the show did not have the budget to do Sad Clown of Go-Go. They did yeah. not have the budget to do that episode no, 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 at no. all. You needed- Here's the deal. Like, they totally could have done that episode. They had every tool they needed. They just decided that instead to, like, incorporate fucking Mad Pierre, 
into like this stupid uh, like fucking arver, uh, like overarching narrative uh, that we have to like give him justifications for why he is the way he is. So instead of just like jumping around like a whimsical creature, he now has rocket boots that you just that you could just are visible and explain to you. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's so bad. Like there's a moment in this episode too where he just like like Wesker runs at somebody. Like, it's goddamn Resident Evil fucking four or five. And it's like, what is this? He's supposed to be a big, jolly, insane person. Yeah. Also, like, the, the fact that they show, yeah, the, the, those thrusters and everything. Like, in the anime, there was, like, this implication that you don't know what the fuck is going on. Is it technology? Does he have psychic powers? You don't know. And here's just, oh, no, he got thruster boots. I guess anyone could be as the, difficult to deal with him as... Uh, difficult to deal with ask him if they're from military oh i guess that, that explains that well okay. and, and, yeah, no. and so just so you know i will say probably if you take elf and lied out of the equation i would say <laughs> uh sad clown a go-go is probably my least favorite episode of any anime i have ever seen because it is so horrible to watch like it is it is a train wreck with like a bunch of band kids who just like one freaking state and they're going to to nationals, you were just watching them get railroaded by a train in slow motion. That is this episode, and so watching something that's that hard to stomach, like watch watch the anime episode. That episode is so hard to stomach, dubbed or subbed, doesn't matter. And then watch watch it on the live action. You're like, wow, oh boy, yeah, like oh uh, boy. I fully agree with Moff's description, and surprising nobody, it's one of my favorite episodes of Anime of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite. It's, like, I don't like. Here, here's my hot take about Bebop. I don't like Cowboy Bebop. Uh, I adore that episode. Like, the weird thing about me, I don't like Cowboy Bebop, but there are individual episodes of Cowboy Bebop I really enjoy. And like back in 2018, I released a video. Uh, that I, I was doing like an unscripted videos at the time. And I was just like rambling about the things I didn't like about Cowboy Bebop. And, and like, funnily enough, the two, the two, like here were my two points in that video. My first, the first point was that uh, I care more about the overarching narrative with, with uh, Spike than I do like all these uh, miscellaneous things, even though I know it's thematic, which, uh, hey, this live action decided to fix, uh, decided to, to do something with that. Uh-huh. And it was terrible. <laughs> and my other my other fucking point uh, was that man T- Tina Fey is such a nothing character. I wish they'd do more with her. And hey, look, they tried to do more with her, and it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It's you know uh, what's funny though is like my second favorite episode of Bebop is actually all about Fey, and I don't the Betamax episode. It, yeah. Yeah, I it's love- not even a fucking Betamax in the live action. Uh, what is it? What is it? It's just a cassette player. Uh, <laughs> I, ah. I, so Faye is supposed to be a semi-competent bounty hunter who uses sex to maintain an advantage over her opponents. And that is totally fine to be written as, as a character. In this, she's just a ditzy airhead who speaks way too much. Yep. Like no, it's I, I I described like I know Ed appears somewhere in the show episode ten, but I described I, I, they wait till that last episode to have Ed in the show. Yep, and I'm so glad oh, they God. did. I that, explains so why, 
that explains why I only saw that one scene at Nauseam, that none more. Yep. Yep, that uh, one scene. So, I, I, but I said with Nicole that it feels like what they're doing is like they wanted Ed to be part of the show and they wanted Faye to have more of a character. So they made Faye a whimsical jackass. Yeah. Yeah, which doesn't fit because Faye is, Faye doesn't like being in the crew. They provide her enough security that she doesn't ditch them all, but she doesn't necessarily like any of them. And she sees them as a means to an end. In this, it's like she's pseudo trying to get along with them. I will say, though, like, uh, the live action didn't butcher Jet as hard as they could have. No, actually. Jet is good. Jet, Jet's actor is nailing the fucking team mom energy. He's great. Oh, uh, they did no, butcher no, Spike. Like, they butchered Spike hard. I, I wouldn't say they, like, they, I wouldn't say they butchered Spike. I would say that John Cho is just not, he, he doesn't have, he's not giving the right performance. He's but too like, short. He, he's he, fine he, as he is. too short, short to be Spike. <laughs> He doesn't have the Bruce Lee energy, unfortunately. I'm going to be ableist here and say, you got to have a six foot three dude who just like kicks with his hands in his pockets, be Spike. And I'm going to say... Okay, so next season I'm playing Spike, fine. uh, It's fucked up that like, he doesn't have that Bruce Lee energy, but like, he's still trying to fight like Bruce Lee. But like every, because he doesn't fight that much in the episode you watched, Tid, but in the first episode he fights all the time. Mm -hmm. And it looks like... Like, like heavily choreographed because he could not nail down the fighting style. So everything looks a little too slow and cumbersome whenever fucking uh, John Cho is on screen trying to fight people with his fists. Yeah, I can believe, I can believe that because I don't know how you even can uh, transport that very fluid fighting style from animation with just pure flexing to live action. Like, uh, people, bodies, people's bodies it. have limits. Oh, I suppose, yeah. Daredevil did but it you, just fine. And Netflix did Daredevil. Yeah, you totally that, could. It's just they they decided on the actor before they decided uh, if he would be a good Spike Spiegel. Yeah, no, mm. this um, I will say right now because I looked into it. Uh, Jet is originally voiced on the American dubs. He's voiced by a black guy. Which fits perfectly. Yep, yep. Whatever. I I will say I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be one of those neckbeards who's like the race casting wasn't right. Jet's clearly a balding white man from Czechoslovakia. I'm using Czechoslovakia again. Um, <laughs> it's like I'm not gonna do that. Like I I think they did okay with Jet. Uh, Faye I mean, is Jet- ambiguous, so she can be whatever race she wants to be. Really. Uh, I do think She's that they screwed up Spike Hard. Yeah, Faye, Faye Valentine's Chinese. And is Jet she? is black. Yeah. Uh, like, in one of the episodes, she finds her home and it's in Singapore, I believe. Oh, no kidding. Okay, so uh, I don't know who this actress is at all, so I don't have anything to say. <laughs> uh, I will uh, say, though, it, I, I am... I think the thing that bothers me the most about John Cho is Spike is supposed to be an enigma, and you're supposed to kind of figure out who Spike is through, like, hints throughout the show. And, and this entire Netflix show is a steamroller. So subtlety oh, yeah. is out the window. These guys couldn't know subtlety if it hit them in the face. The fact that I could identify cinematography techniques, like the 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 stare, what's it called? Uh, Kubrick, Kubrick stare? stare? Yeah, the Kubrick stare. The fact that I could tell that they were doing the Kubrick stare just shows how inefficient they were at subtlety. And yeah, no. so, you know, the fact that he's not an Israeli nationalist, it, it just, just goes to show that they can't do anything subtle. Because that's what it was. It's like, oh, who's Spike? He's ex-Israeli defense. Like, you know, he carries Israeli firearms. 
Like, he yep. knows all the firearms on the planet anytime he sees them. Like, there were all these subtle clues about them. They're like, nope. See, I'm, like, I don't I don't have, like, that much of an issue with that. I think that John Cho looks like a good Spike Spiegel. Uh, I just don't. Know for that, like that. I can't believe I'm hosting a podcast with two anti-Semitics. <laughs> I'm Polish. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you're anti-Semitic, because you're uh, Auschwitz by default. I, I live a hundred kilometers from Auschwitz right now, so yes. So the, and, and now and now Mike is uh, trying to Asian wash uh, Israeli nationalists. Yeah, like I watched Schindler's List for the first time like a month ago, and I could recognize the streets from the city I live in <laughs> because Jesus it takes place in Christ. Is Schindler's List that like really B movie parody of Santa Claus? What? <laughs> what? What? Yeah, he's got a list. He's but checking I'm, it twice. I'm, <laughs> I, uh, you know that list is about saving people, right? Not Santa Claus coming to the town. Also, you know Czechoslovakia dissolved in 1993, correct? Because you keep reading it worked. <laughs> I wanted to ask, but you just straight, of course. Jesus Christ. Are you okay, Mike? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, um, uh, I, I just, I want to, I want, I, like, my brain is trying to reboot. Let's talk about, because I know Tid didn't watch the first episode. Nope. I want to talk about the first episode because it opens on a recreation of the first scene from Knocking on Heaven's Door, the movie. Is that what the movie's called? I thought it was just called the Cowboy Bebop movie. Uh, it, no, it, it, you can find it under the Cowboy Bebop movie, but the actual name of it is Knocking on Heaven's Door. Which, yep. yeah, it sounds great because that villain is an angel. He is a gorgeous human being. So true. That villain is uh, one of the hottest villains I've ever seen in an anime. But yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I sat down because we had, me and Nicole had just watched the movie and, uh, we, we took some time after watching it to do some other stuff and then we, we, she was playing Final Fantasy. I was like, you know what? We got to watch the Cowboy Bebop before we record. I know neither of us want to, but come on. Yeah. We just, we just booted up the first episode of the live action. And as soon as I saw the guy, uh, I was like, is, I, I said to Nicole, are they recreating the first scene from the movie? And then he jumped up and sat on the counter of this casino and I screamed. I screamed at this movie, this fucking show. It's I so stupid. This I clapped when I saw it. <laughs> I, it, was, it was the opposite of I clapped when I saw it. I shit my pants. Everybody in the living room started clapping. And like the entire scene, like the open, it wasn't even like a bad recreation except for the end. Because at the end, the guy they're going to, to pick up, he's the one who grabs the hostage. And and then a guy just comes out of the bathroom. So so they're still doing the bathroom part. Yeah, exactly. Like, But he has like, he, he brought to this space casino that they're doing a heist at. He brought a gun that will punch a hole through the fucking spaceship. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Shh, it's okay. That's what you call an exit plan. <laughs> It was so, it was like, it was in parts I was like, huh, this isn't so bad. And then other parts I was like, what are you doing? What is this? Speaking of parts where you go, what are you doing? Hey, why does Pierre recite the monologue from Blade Runner in French twice? (laughs) He does it twice? 
Yeah, it's, he does it when he finds the costume and then when he meets Spike. Oh my god, I miss, <laughs> I, I wasn't like I was like zoned out, uh, so I missed that when he did it the second time. Holy shit! <laughs> Oh God, Ma, I, please! Did, I, I did so you catch the? I so think. Do you think I speak the, French? The belts of Orion and like, dude, we're in space. That Earth was destroyed. What the fuck are you talking about? Everyone saw the belts of Orion. Wait, Earth is destroyed. Yeah, in Cowboy Bebop. Why do That's I? How it works. Why do I never remember that? Oh uh, right, because they're talking small. about the Amsterdam conventions. That's why. What. Wait, you didn't hear the Amsterdam? Okay, I'm not making this up. I'm not messing with you guys. They actually talk about the Amsterdam conventions in the movie. Uh, 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 okay. Okay, now it's making sense because they actually talk about what you're not allowed to do as a government force because it's like the government of Mars. uh, And they talk about the Amsterdam conventions. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's a legal document that still has power. Okay. Yeah, just like the Geneva conventions, a legal document that still has power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever violates the <laughs> Geneva Convention. It's certainly not America. It's okay. We win. Uh, Those didn't happen. <laughs> but but yeah, like uh, the, the moth. Did you catch that Pierre quotes the fucking speech from the end of Blade Runner? Uh, I did not. I'm sorry. Uh, it's like when when ice. Okay, I, we were watching it, and I was just like, I was kind of glazed over just looking at the screen. And he was looking at the fucking costume that he's supposed to be wearing, and he just starts say, speaking in French. And I was like, I- "I'll read this, but I don't care." Oh man, and that uh, Nicole, that camera sequence though, that looked pretty good, where it showed like the clown's reflection against the glass with his face. Yeah, that was good. yeah, that was competent. There, th- here's the thing. Here's the thing about this show. I've only watched two episodes, so maybe it's it's the rest of the episodes aren't the same. Like, there's a ton of competence in this show. Like, but that's it. That's the, all we say is competence. We don't say it's good. We say it's competent. Well, here's like the the set does the sets are really good. Uh, like most of the costuming is really good. Jet's arm looks like shit. <laughs> Jet's uh, arm looks fine. You're just a hater. His arm looks like rubber. It looks fine. You're just a hater. Like like uh, with with few with with a few exceptions like vicious looks like a nothing like how a vicious should look, uh, like most of the characters l- uh, give you the feeling if not directly look like the character they're supposed to be like the guy they got to play Mad Pierre looks like Mad Pierre except he's not yep. fat enough. <sighs> well, oh, I mean that's fine. I should I get her hot soup? Yeah, I mean, they could have just put him in a fat suit, like, but like, the, but then they do shit like, like Ein was a test subject in, uh, uh, for that guy whenever they were implanting his memories into dogs that made him crazy, and they fucking uh, abandon him. I'm still mad about. Can, can we talk about like Earthworld? The fact that that no amusement park would ever have an entrance that looks like that. Uh, I mean, I, look I, in space, you do what you gotta do. <laughs> That honestly and looks spice. like whenever I like see pictures of like Chernobyl and I just look at like all those horrible like children's rides and stuff. That's what they were going for. I'm positive. I mean, I mean, that's, it's that, that, supposed that, that, to be that, that's just children's rights. What are we talking about? I mean, the the Earth Earth world is not supposed to look realistic. It's supposed to be cartoony, which is why it works in the anime and looks like shit in the live action. Yeah, let's, I just it's, it's dilapidated and abandoned, right? So. 
things go to shit when that happens, like in Chernobyl. So yeah. yep, throw a robot dog at a guy, beat the fight, which I think actually happens in the anime. So I can't even be mad about that scene. It does. Yeah, he gets stomped to death after he's hurt because he's not focused anymore, and he just gets squashed. Here, just he flies away. Yep. I, I, I oh man, that well, that one episode right there. If you watch those two episodes back to back, like watch the original one and then watch that, so you can get angry. Because I was <laughs> the the scenes with vicious for some reason, ultraviolet was going through my mind. Like, have you guys ever seen ultraviolet or any of those like? pseudo low budget sci-fi shows i have okay uh, so that scene where vicious is like having a weird sword fight that just reminded me of ultraviolet that's what i was watching it's, it's very low budget that's true yeah that that fight scene it, the the fucked up thing is that was one of the better fight scenes i've seen so far out of the live action and it was still like it was mediocre. slow it was so slow yeah, because they're compensating for the fact that they didn't hire actors who could actually fucking do, co- like, fight choreography. Yeah. Like, the least they could have done is get, like, some fucking, like, get some fucking stand-in stunt doubles who can actually do fight. I don't care. Yeah. Like, your vicious already looks like shit. If you put a shitty wig on somebody, I'm not going to notice. <laughs> yeah. What if, it, what if it flew off in one of the action scenes? <laughs> and, and you saw the double just grab it from the floor in the background while the actual actor is in the, front, uh, in the foreground. It's just... that You know what? That would improve the quality of the, of the show. I'm, um, I'm yeah. honestly not sure if Vicious was the mother of dragons or a witcher. I can't tell you to save my life. <laughs> That's the thing. I, w- I, 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 was, I said this to fucking Nicole when we were watching it. If all, like, this Vicious looks like shit. Not, not, not even a great actor. But, like, Vic- Vicious's hairstyle is he has full, long silver hair. And this dude has, like, sweaty strings of, of white hair. Like, do something with him, dude. Like, pull pull it back into the Witcher hair bun so that it looks less like shit. Like, do something. It's Jesus, he looks like garbage. The, the fucking Witcher live action series pulled off pulled the hair off this year as well. Also on Netflix, the yeah. show is mostly shit, but Henry kind of looks fire. Yeah, but hey, and, hey, and hey, there's, that, there's that the thing: we shit. have already seen show. that Netflix can competently do everything they did wrong. It's it's just like it's really weird. Like here's here's what it comes down to because because we like we're saying Netflix did it. There is a creative team that did this show, and it's different from the creative teams that did the other shows. It's just that net uh, like like the the people that they picked to do this were not the people who should have been picked. Mm. And here and and, I, and I'll just go like I'll just say this: no one should have picked anything to begin with. The idea of doing a live action anime. Uh, adaptations is like n- like you c- depending on the series because you could do uh depending on what series it is you, you could, could do Yu-Gi-Oh. Do one. you you know what <laughs> you could do Yu-Gi-Oh. unironically yeah you could do uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. and we've already proven you can do dragon ball you just take a camera and go to a convention and re- release a two-hour cut of that and that's no but, the but that's the thing we have the ability because like all the creatures in Yu-Gi-Oh, unlike pokemon all the creatures in Yu-Gi-Oh are already like so hideous that doing holographic versions of them using cgi is totally fine and capable like you could do Yu-Gi-Oh live action no problem absolutely okay, not I'm I'm gonna stomp the bit now. I know I said you could, uh, you could. It it would be bad though. No, it would be uh, fine. It would be great. All right, Moff. 
No, it's, uh, it's I, I, I'm going to die on this hill. Yu-Gi-Oh! live action, as long as you don't do try to do like the 5Ds and motorcycle dueling, would work. I was about to say, yeah, what about dueling with motorcycles? I don't think you could make it, because here's the deal. It's, it's, it, the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime already struggles to make a card game look interesting. Uh, and I'm saying that as someone who plays Yu-Gi-Oh! Why? I don't think live action would do any better. Okay, all right. Let's let's brainstorm for a second. What animes could you do live action make it look good? Obviously, you can't do One Piece live action make it look good because the moment Frankie shows up, it's over. Uh, they already did it once. It was great. Tichiro Nizuka, the Japanese live action series is pretty great. I actually, so here, you know here's... what? That's fine. But that's like the Senin category. Like you could do a live action Tokyo Revengers, and it looks fine. I yeah, think it, it would still be Tokyo Revengers. <laughs> Yeah, so true! So true! I Thank haven't you. seen a single scene from that uh, series. I just want to irritate both of you. It's, it's fine. I, you're already Polish. I'm not going to punch down on you anymore. I think with You would right... have to punch up. I'm fucking taller than you by like 10 centimeters, bitch. That's fine. I'll I just think... My combat idea is, is just punch him in the dick and run. That's all I ever do. <laughs> I think You would still right... have to punch up. <laughs> okay, I think with the right like director... Uh, and with like the with the right director in general, you could totally do a Samurai Champloo anime or a live mm. action adaptation. Well, we also forget the fact that Firefly was already Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, Firefly pretty much is Cowboy Bebop. That is true. Actually, hundred percent. I'm trying to think and of like what kind of more as the action. fantastical things you could do live action because obviously you can do Tokyo Revengers, Great Teacher Onizuma, blah blah blah, Shaman King. Yeah, that that would give me a live action uh, Shaman King. Honestly, uh, I think you could do a live action Shaman King. Although I would want them, I would want it to be like uh, more stand battles, like it is in the beginning of Shaman King, versus when they become parts of the weapons towards the end. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of lame, unfortunately. Uh maybe Hunter X Hunter. You could do live action. You know what? I would challenge them. Netflix, do Hunter X Hunter live action. Let me lose all you know hope what? in humanity. C- Keep Ghost Hair as it is. Considering uh, the Hunter x Hunter is mostly boring, uh, yeah, you totally could do it live action. <laughs> you know what, Mike? You have horrible taste in anything, and I have no idea how you and I both enjoy Halo Infinite. I can't I can't wait for the One Piece live action to come out and for me to watch it and actually like it. I can't <laughs> wait for that to happen. That'll be amazing. I'm going to kill myself. Did <laughs> you see? They announced the cast and Nami doesn't have huge gazongas. Yeah, I actually take issue with that. Kill! Oh man! Oh man! I I almost did a t- t- terms of service on you. Unironically, well, I almost said gamer words. That's what you do. Okay, so unless this woman's willing to get like implants or something, they better end it before the time skip. Moth you takes do- issue with breasts being small. I take absolute issue with breasts <laughs> being small. Yes, like they cast a perfect person for Monkey D. Luffy. Like. 10 out of 10, Monkey D. Luffy, Roroni Zoro, whatever. But, like, who's who's the woman from Mad Men? I don't know. The, the Mad Woman. Yeah, but the, the redhead. She would have been a perfect Nami. I, I got, I got, I got, I've never watched Mad Men, so I have no frame of reference. Same. Like, just find, like, your average fetish, like, latex fetish model and have her do Nami, and you would have been fine. Uh, alternatively, just don't do it. Just, just don't. Well, then don't uh, do a live action. Usopp, uh, my issue with Usopp is I actually feel like he's closer to a Spaniard than a black dude. But it's fine, because Netflix can't figure out how to cast different races. 
No, I mean, I would argue that uh, casting a black guy for Usopp's fine. No, casting is... casting a black guy for Usopp's better than casting a white dude, but I think he would have been better as a Spaniard. Is that racist to say Spaniard? Uh, if if you're referring to someone from Spain, then no. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like actual dude from Spain. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't have hard opinions on it. I think uh, I think the live action cast for One Piece looks mostly fine. Like by the uh, time if you you're, if you're listening to this, it's your time to shine. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who? Uh, Michelle of mine and Mike's that's from Spain. Don't okay. worry about it. No, no, like, and same thing, once Robin shows up, I would have actually loved for them to get an Egyptian woman to play Robin. Like, if we're just race casting, because that's all Netflix seems to know anymore, then, like, let's go hard. Let's get, like, ethnicities wait, wait, wait. and cultures you'd never see. I'm sorry. What the fuck are you talking about? What? That's all Netflix knows. Is race casting. And they do it very poorly. What are you talking about? They just cast actors. Yeah, but they seem to have this, like, weird criteria, and it's not even that large. Like so, I want, I want to see other cultures get represented. Let me see an Ainu dude play Zoro. This is like really weird because I can't call what you're saying racist because <laughs> you're like, yeah, go the extra mile. Yeah, go but the extra also, mile. But but you're also the one going. I it's weird that they're casting based but based on race instead of just going. Yeah, they're casting actors that fit the part visually. Yeah, they, they are. And they should just take it the next step. They should be like, hey, we got a lot of black actors. Michael B. Jordan made it cool to be a black actor. You know what? Nobody's ever made it cool to be an Ainu actor or a Spaniard actor or a Native American actor. Let's focus on those guys. Let's bring more people to the forefront, Mike. That's based in a very roundabout way, Moff. I just want to say I have two shots of vodka left. Don't waste them. <laughs> I think I broke my <laughs> Oh God, Tid's finally, Tid, you and me, we're finally sinking our wavelengths up. You're finally starting to feel it. I don't have alcohol. All I have is shitty fucking whiskey that's flavored like eggnog and it sucks. See, that's why you have to plan in advance like I did. But, but, but are you telling me, are you, are you telling me like, if you're going to, if you're going to be like, okay, we want to get my, more diversity into One Piece, you wouldn't see Usopp as like Spaniard or like Basque. There we go. Let's go another extra mile after the first extra mile. Let's have a Basque dude play Usopp. I don't know what Basque is. Tiddywinks, you know the Basque culture, right? Uh, if I heard the name in Polish, I probably would, but as it is, I don't recall. Okay, like, what about a Southern Italian, Mike? Oh. Uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I, I wouldn't really read uh, Usopp as Italian. Well, if he's Italian, he should be played by Chris Pratt, yeah. Yeah, exa- yeah that's true. So <laughs> true. <laughs> well, you know, somebody once said, uh, they said, like, Chris Pratt has definitely seen a director run over a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was in the passenger seat. Well, no, there's, like, no way that Chris Pratt can land all these roles if he hasn't seen, like, somebody murder a child in cold blood on set or something. Uh... <laughs> Man, I was about to say a joke, but I forgot. And it was about Chris Pratt eventually voicing your friends, and you wouldn't want to upset your friends. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say, though, uh, One Piece, if we are talking about the good of One Piece, Episode 1000 came out. And Episode 1000, it, it, my most successful meme I've ever posted on Twitter, by the way. Uh, a- episode 1000 was uh, actually a very good love letter to fans. 
That's nice. Like it continued. I'm glad to cool. hear that. It continued the arc the way it's been going for about five minutes. Like it, the We Are came on the the One Piece theme song from the very beginning came on. They just redrew a lot of the animations with like more updated models and whatnot. So they they redrew a lot of it. They showed a lot of the cast members. They showed some great sequences. Only a minute though. We Are lasted a minute. And then they went and they did 25-minute love letter to fans. It showed each of the Straw Hats doing stuff they're good at. It showed each of them having their own sequences with their cool catchphrases. And it was just a huge love letter to fans. And I really appreciate that. I'm glad you got to watch your dollies do all their cool things, Moth. I just... That sounds very nice. I'm still not watching a thousand episodes of an anime. That's fine. And Mike's <laughs> still bitter at me because he's a racist. And yes, that is true. That is, that is, that is that's fair. I, I do. Uh, I am a gamer. Um, and we aren't known for our racial tolerance. I honestly want The Rock to do Jinbei. I don't know who that is, but I'm going to assume that you made a funny joke. Uh, Jinbei's a fish man, but he's like very big and very good at karate. Wait. Oh yeah, perfect typecasting then. Yeah, perfect typecasting. Like you have the Rock do Jimbei, and then you get, uh, you get some good, you get some good casting there. Uh, Chopper is the only thing I can think of. Like, I, I just, just have an actual reindeer be Chopper and have him stare at the camera and have the characters be like, "Wow, Chopper, that's really insightful," and then just have like a CGI deer doing like heart surgery on Zoro whenever he gets cut up. And honestly, no, and- I would just roll with it. Give him a voice, but it's just R2-D2 sounds from Star Wars. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Who I got was, it. Who was the girl who did The Mummy, the reboot with uh, Tom Cruise? Uh, I don't care for Mummy aside from the first movie, so I don't know. Okay, but like you saw the trailers because she was hot as hell, right? Mm. Have her do Robin. Yeah. Okay, we were on Chopper. Why are we back to Robin? Because Robin's uh, my favorite character priorities. from One Piece that's not Frankie. I, I realized... That I I finally realized the show, uh, that the anime that could work one hundred percent perfectly in live action if they tried. Legend of Galactic Heroes, Full Metal Alchemist. No. Oh yeah. They already tried they, they that. They tried and, and they failed. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, they failed the same way that all the other Japanese live action adaptations failed. Uh, they didn't try. Well, we already have Pacific Rim, which proves that uh, Gundam. Burning Gundam? Gundam G Gundam oh. can actually be a reality, so we're good. Okay, okay, stop, 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 stop. I need to just stop, okay? Uh, <laughs> because G Gundam is super robot, and Pacific Rim is real robot. They're, you can't, they, they're nothing alike, even conceptually. But it had a bunch uh, of weird racist typecastings in Pacific Rim as well. No, are, it, it actually are super virgins without any real bitches going. Well, you you had uh, like you had like the China robot that was like three Chinese gymnasts that use like three Shaolin swords as their weapons. You had the Russian wait, husband no, and no. wife who just had a coal train for a robot. Like it's just G Gundam. It, uh, everything about what you just said is wrong. I'm a big fan of Pacific Rim. Yeah, so am I. Um, it's my third favorite movie after Real Steel and The Thing. Uh, anyway, uh, they actually are making a live action Gundam through Netflix. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that to kill me. Uh, I can't wait for all the mechs to be at the Dutch angle. Wait, 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 Mike, Mike, do you, (laughs) do you not like real steel? 
We have talked about this. Real Steel is a nothing movie, and the it, only reason you like it is because you want to fuck Hugh Jackman. That's not true at all. That's an amazing movie. It's a good family movie that you can watch any time of the year. Like, it's totally appropriate for all ages, and it's just good, wholesome family fun. And it's actually a good plot, and it's entertaining to watch. That's It's Rock'em Sock'em Robots with Hugh Jackman. Okay, but it's still an entertaining watch from start to finish. I, the only thing I remember about that movie is the PlayStation 6. <laughs> I have never ever heard of that movie, so I'm signing with Mike here. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> you're uh, signing with the if, racist if, if, anti-Semite. Hey, hey, if you're listening to this and you want to watch, you're like, huh, real steel, huh? Maybe I'll try that. Don't try it. Just watch Megalobox. It's, it's just real steel, but better. Uh, there's what nothing. The <laughs> Megalobox tried to touch on like PTSD and war trauma and failed so miserably it wasn't even funny. What, what the, the fuck are the two of you talking about? That's Megalobox is not about robots and it's certainly not about PTSD. What the fuck are you talking are you ta- about? Are you kidding me? Megalobox is all about PTSD. Uh, Tid, Tid, did you did you watch the second season? No. <laughs> the second season starts with it's it's about. The main character oh, okay. is okay, okay, experiencing okay. PTSD and he's abusing drugs to deal with it. And even uh, in the just first season, he beat up a cripple. What is that? Yes, yes, the famous PTSD <laughs> symptom of beating up crippled people. <laughs> that was the first season, Mike. He beat up a cripple veteran. My name is John Rambo. I beat up cripples. That's because I'm from Vietnam. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did beat up cl- cripples. He beat oh, up a police department. But, uh, Ted, 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 the National just, Guard. Ted, just just so you understand where I'm coming from, I compared Real Steel to uh, Megalobox because they're both boxing. Oh, okay. Uh, you, you said Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I thought it's Gundam-ish. No, no, no. Rock Rock'em Sock'em Robots in the sense that it's robots in a ring boxing. I see. Actually, if you want well, to watch a show better than Megalobox, uh, just watch Hajime no Ippo. That's if not you, a terrible if, opinion. If you want to watch Megalobox, but better, watch Hashitano Joe. You know That's what? Uh, Gachi has requested that we watch some of that. I mean, I would be down. I need the pretext to watch it. <laughs> All right, well. Yeah, yeah we, we should have time. Uh, so who uh, are, who are we going to pull on for Euphoria, though, Mike? Because it's going to be you and me. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. It has to be... We have to get Egg and uh, Doku in on that. Yeah, yeah. So are we just going to have five people watch a hentai together? But we like, have to watch it together while yeah. holding hands. I just... <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be so uncomfortable the entire time we watch it. Honey, honey, uh, good news. I can finally use that US visa I made two years ago before COVID. I'm going to watch some hardcore porn with guys in Columbus. You know, we're, not, we're probably just going to go to Waffle House afterwards and not even make eye contact with each other. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be the reason why that Waffle House breaks down that night. <laughs> I, I hope nobody orders a blueberry waffle there. Uh, gosh, why would you say that? <laughs> now I want some waffles. You know, I actually have blueberry waffles downstairs I might make with some eggs after this. I'm going to fuck to sleep after this. So, <laughs> so there yeah, you no, go. Uh, keeping you up. Cowboy Bebop. Oh, don't, don't worry. A live action so forgettable that it reminds you of a forgettable movie that's so forgettable it reminds you of a forgettable TV show. No. That you'll get into watching porn. Here's what I want to say about live action Cowboy Bebop. Stop. It's, it, it is 
train wreck bad. It no, it's not. Kind of, it's not even yes, bad enough to yes. be train wreck bad. It is the same kind of bad as Netflix's Death Note. Watch it, get drunk, and laugh at it. It's really funny. It's more Speaking of, of getting drunk, here's tomorrow, the last shot. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Salut, as they say in, in I don't know, fucking Where? Russia land. Bros. Uh, uh, thanks. Thank you, everybody. It's been We Hate Anime, and uh, I'm gonna go fuck my girlfriend. Yeah! Very She's nice. Later. See you next time. Bye. Bye.